Hey, it's Meatball. And Mark. And this is the Rocker Morning Show on demand from 107.7 RKR. Kalamazoo's Rock Station 107.7 RKR Rock Morning Show with Meatball. Yeah, Mark Frankhouse. How are you, Mark? I'm all right. Yeah? Yep. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm here. That's You and I both got some rest last night, finally, <laughs> after the Super My Bowl, gosh. man. Yeah, that uh, was uh, it was rough. You and I were talking. We, we were supposed to have a meeting yesterday at like 1030, and uh, I flat out slept through it. <laughs> it was a weird day because the, the HVAC unit is out in the building, and it's still quite, right. quite cool uh, in the building. So it's difficult to get some work done. But nonetheless, you know, we are here in the studio. Yeah. Um, because the computers keep us warm. <laughs> that is our source of heat for that the day, is, I think. There we go. Yeah. I can't uh, figure out how to get the space heater working. Uh, oh, really? Oh, I think. It, I guess it, it's kind of working. Yeah. Have you kicked it? Have you tried kicking it? Yes. That usually helps. Yes. No, normally violence. <laughs> give, it the, give it the old Fonzie one, two. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, man. Well, um, you know, we laugh a little bit this morning. Normally, we try and keep things light and uh, and fun in the mornings. And that's what Mark and I really pride uh, this station and this morning show on. But uh, there are times where the news is just too important. And it is our obligation as members of the media to keep people informed about the communities we live in and things that are happening. Um, unfortunately, to our east last night, uh, some awful news out of Lansing and uh, this is kind of what we know as of this morning. At around 8.20 last night, uh, shots were reported fired near Berkey Hall uh, on Michigan State's campus. And then another shooter, or rather another shooting incident was reported at the Michigan State University Union less than an hour later. Multiple law enforcement agencies coming to the campus, um, which was on lockdown at that time. Again, we're this is at about 9.30 or so last night. And a statement from the Michigan State University police said they reported the firing incident on campus, secure in place scenario, run, hide, fight. Run meaning, this is what they put out on their uh, on their official Twitter accounts. Run means evacuate away from danger if you can do so safely. Hide means to secure in place. And fight means to protect yourself if no other option. And then... They gave the alert website for students and staff to monitor any updates. I just want to point out how horrifying and yeah. just scary that would be to get, you know, to see that as somebody who is a student or a staff member on that campus and to see that it, it's one thing to be like, oh, this is happening. But to see somebody tell you secure in place, run, hide, fight like that is just that makes my stomach drop and I wasn't even there, mm -hmm. you know. Um, so the suspect... They believe um, has shot eight people last night on campus, killing three with another five being treated now at local hospitals, uh, some with some life-threatening injuries. Two of the fatalities happened at Berkey Hall and a third happened at the Union Building. The all-clear was given at about 1225 last night on campus and the shelter-in-place order was lifted then. An update posted right around one o'clock this morning uh, and you can read all this over on the Rocker app at WRKR.com. Uh, police released footage of the gunman who was spotted five miles away near Lake Lansing Road and Larch Street in Lansing, if you're familiar with the city. Officers arrived on scene to apprehend him, but as they approached, the gunman took his own life. So uh, no information on him has been released at the time. There's no immediate information on whether he had a, a tie to the campus at all. They're saying no. Um, 
but uh, they're they're unsure as to why you know this happened. A lot of times, it's very senseless and stupid. Uh, an investigation is underway on campus. Several buildings have been closed as active crime scenes. All classes and activities planned for today at Michigan State uh, for today and tomorrow have been canceled, including the basketball game that was scheduled against Minnesota to happen today. Um, we don't have any updated information on the victims at this time either, as I'm sure they're, you know, informing families and, and loved ones. Um, but in addition to the college, all East Lansing public schools are closed today, as well as a lot of the uh, surrounding schools as well. So it's another tough day, Mark. Yeah. This is, um, this is, this is something that's another uh, one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, this is this is something that that has unfortunately become the norm, and I it it, it literally makes my stomach sink to say that, because I mean we're it's it's the middle of February, it's the fourteenth of February, mm-hmm. and we've already had I don't know dozens of these happen in a month and a half, like this is it's stupid. Um, now, obviously. You know, we're offering our sincerest condolences to everyone that's affected with this. If you're a praying person, no matter your faith, religion, wherever your your loyalties lie there, um, those are obviously welcome as well. And we're we're not a political radio station, okay? We, we don't talk politics on this show, uh, so we're not going to get into anything like that. And we encourage you to ignore the political rhetoric as well because it's going to happen. But just... Ultimately, the number one thing on your mind should be that these were people who had loved ones, who had families, who had lives ahead of them, um, and and they were tragically cut short. So, you know, grieve for them appropriately and then ask yourself what can realistically be done to keep this from happening again. Because it's a it's this is a tough subject, you know, and you bring it up with some people and they people don't like to talk tough subjects anymore. They ignore or they find an excuse to, to walk around it. But this is one that needs to be discussed by people who can affect real change. And it needs to be done honestly. And it needs to be done openly with with real information. Because um, clearly this isn't the first time this has happened. And until we do affect some real change, it's not going to be the last one, unfortunately. Um, something's got to change. And those who can affect real change need to be discussing how we can make this happen. So. Yeah. Um, it, uh, it just keeps happening over and over mm-hmm. and over. And every time it happens, I see the same thing online. Yep. And listen, I, it, it doesn't matter what your views are on gun laws and all that stuff. Somebody's kid just got killed. Mm-hmm. If your initial reaction to someone getting murdered is to get up on social media and push your agenda immediately. Oh yeah. Before that, before that person's family has ha, even, even grasped knows. the concept, maybe even knows that that, that is their kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have something wrong with your mind. I just, I've never, I've never understood that. Like immediately a report breaks out that somebody has, multiple people have just been murdered. Boom. 
here are my views on gun laws. Yeah. Nobody cares. Yeah. Somebody just died. Multiple yeah. people just died. I'm so sick of this. There's so, and, and nothing's going to change. I hate to say it. Nothing's going to change because nothing in this country ever gets solved because people are so divided. Mm-hmm. They don't care about the greater good. They care about themselves. I'll tell you who you don't see talking about their views on gun laws are the families of the people who are killed yep. because they're busy grieving. It, there is a huge lack of empathy for victims in this country and a huge lack of empathy for people with mental health issues. These are issues that uh, really need to start being focused on. Mm-hmm. Uh, mental health is a massive problem in this country and everybody is everybody with it is stigmatized. And uh, it's uh, it's it's going to get worse unless we really, really focus on it. Like put a, a very strong focus. Yep. We need to start looking out for our country and our people yeah. and uh, the the people in it and how we can uh, help this because yeah. it's just getting bad. Uh, it's getting really, really bad. It's, it's definitely not getting any better. So, so um, yeah. Every time this happens, I just, I feel awful for these families. And and for those two that have personal connections to previous incidents that have happened around the country, you know, there's literally a photo going around of the students outside of one of the buildings. And one of them is wearing a memorial sweatshirt to a previous school to shooting. To Oxford. Yeah. It's terrible. To freaking high school. Yeah. So I this mean, is, this is. Guys. It's getting out of control. And, and like we said, something needs to happen. Mm. The, the people who can affect change need to get in a room together and figure this out. Because we're, you and I, Mark, are still close enough to the age of where, you know, we remember what it was like to be in high school. And even just, you know, 20 years ago, well, 15 years ago, we didn't have to deal with this stuff. I, I will say. Or we um, did, but not to this degree. I will say, you know, a, a couple of years ago, I was fortunate enough to go to the Radisson mm-hmm. and I actually got to meet the principal of Columbine high school Oh wow! at the time of, of the shooting and to hear that come from him. Yeah. Um, and, and actually meet a victim of another school shooting as well. Yeah. Uh, to hear the story from his perspective really kind of put you in the situation yeah. and it, it was just, it was kind of sickening and, terrifying just to hear him talk like this and this just happens over and over and over so again uh talk to your kids have these Mm -hmm. open conversations with them get to know your kids don't (laughs) don't write them off to really start talking to them get to know them there's nothing uh fragile about being uh emotionally available for your kids And and not just your kids too, you know, this was a, apparently a grown man that walked into a college campus that did this. So, you know what, it's not just your kids, it's, it's uh, other members of your family too. And your friends, you know, keep connected to them, you know, make make sure that you're, you're in constant contact and making sure that everyone around you in your circle is okay. I'm just, I'm just sick of seeing this because it it eventually runs into an issue where I'm like, I don't even know what to say anymore. It's, it's become, (laughs) it's become so common now, like it's almost inevitable that that eventually you're going to be personally affected by this. So if you're, and if you're, and And if you are personally affected by this out there, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that you're dealing with this. 
yeah. uh, again. Yep. And um, it's, uh, yeah, it's got to be even harder for people who have lost people in the past yep. to hear about another situation like this. Yep. So stay safe out there. Mm-hmm. Our, uh, our thoughts yeah. are with the Michigan State family today, all the families and friends of those who have been affected. Hug your loved ones. If you can today or, you know, they're far away, call them. Let them know you love them. Don't ever let it be unsaid. This is Rock Station 1077 RKR. Rock and Morning Show with me, Bob. Yeah, Mark Frankhouse. Hi, Mark. Give me some good news. Um, Did you see the Red Wings game the other night or what happened at the Red Wings game? I did not watch the game, but I believe I've seen some of the footage from it. So if you have not followed the Red Wings, uh, really hockey in general, hockey is starting to become a lot more fun, man. Yeah. Like I've always loved hockey, but what they're doing in between periods and they're like making the games more entertaining. Yeah. Like I think sports are starting to catch on to things that like the the K-Wings and the Growlers do. Oh, yeah. Where they're filling up the the the, the empty space pretty much yeah. with like some fun, fun stuff. Yeah. So they do this thing where they'll zoom in on like kids in the crowd or, you know, uh, fun people in the crowd that go to these games. Yeah. And they'll zoom in on them and the crowd will cheer for them. And then they'll zoom in on somebody in the arena that's wearing the uh, visiting team's jersey and the crowd will boo. So there's a four-year-old kid named George. And we have this video on the Rocker app you can watch. It's great. Okay. Four-year-old kid. He's like super shy. And so his parents were like, oh, well, we want to make you a sign that says this is my first Red Wings game. You right. Know? So the the camera <laughs> the camera zooms in on George, this four-year-old kid, and the crowd <laughs> starts cheering for him. Yeah. And uh, then they shoot to the uh, the Vancouver Canucks fans, and, you know, the crowd's like, boo. boo yeah. They go back to George, and the crowd starts cheering again. Yay. They go back to the Canucks fans. Boo. So I'm sure this is just getting more and more intense yes. by the camera change. So they keep going to Canucks fans and they keep going back to different people. The crowd starts chanting, we want George. Oh, that's we great. We want George. So they go back to George and literally the crowd erupts like the wings just scored a goal. <laughs> it is hilarious. So... The kid was like totally caught off guard by yeah. this. And he was like, Yay, we're winning. He didn't realize that the entire <laughs> arena was cheering for him. It was so great. And oh my God. His face. I'm watching the video now on the Rocker app. His face is just precious. It's so cool. So he's just like absolutely loving this. Like, you know, he's just like, Oh my gosh, I have no idea what's going on. So apparently, <laughs> this is the best part. Okay. Is uh, after the game, the Red Wings were like dominating the yeah. Canucks. They yeah. they kicked crap out of them. Um, <laughs> after the game, they're like, uh, they're like, uh, all right, we're gonna st- announce your uh, top three stars of the night, and they they list them off, yeah. and then they get to number one, and like, and your number one star of the game is George, Yay! and the crowd goes wild Yay! again. I'm like, that <laughs> is awesome. That's like, amazing. Like I, I love it. My first Red Wings game yeah. was Game Seven of the Western Conference Finals <laughs> in two thousand and two. Good night. Uh, which is the the game where we shut out Patrick Waugh and ended his career, and he uh-huh. got yanked. Uh, I was thirteen rows behind Waugh for two periods. Strangely enough, met Bill Goldberg 
professional yeah. wrestler of all people. Yeah, I remember you telling that story. Um, but yeah, that was really funny. But like, I thought that was memorable. Yeah. No, George be, probably having your name yeah. chanted. Yeah. In in an arena full of Red Wings fans, like I'm sure even Vancouver Canuck fans were just like, yeah, George wins. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Uh, great so, feel-good stuff over on the Rocker app. Please go watch that. Yeah, today. and George uh, technically has the best record now in the NHL. 100% <laughs> win victory. It's time to turn up your dials and tune out the traffic because we're playing The Day Five on the Rocker Morning Show. Testing the mental magnitude of your favorite morning monkeys on the radio. And now... Your hosts for the Daily Five, Meatball and Mark Frank House. It is the Daily Five where Mark and I ask each other questions. The other one answers. Today, Mark is asking the questions. I am answering and I got some help on the line from Tony. How are you, brother? Doing great. How is it going? Fantastic. Yeah, Tony, you are going to be partnering with Meatball today. You know how it is. Uh, You got to help him get three out of five questions correct. If you do, Meatball is going to tie it up. If not, I'm going to take the early 2 nothing victory for the week. You can't allow that to happen, Tony. Yeah, got to keep it interesting, Tony. So (laughs) you guys are ready. Let's get this rocking. I'm ready to go. All right. All right. First category is sports. We're starting it off with some fun. Okay. All right. Since 1920... How many Major League Baseball games have ended in a walk-off balk? Oh. Is it between 1 and 10, 11 to 20, or 21 to 30? I don't think it's been a lot. I'm thinking more on the low end. Yeah, because I know that happened. Oh, gosh. Oh, it was the Marlins and the the Reds? Yeah, the fa- Marlins fairly and the Reds, recently. Yeah, he was made that last year. I think so. the The pitcher was on the mound, and he made a motion with his yeah. glove, like he wanted a new sign. And immediately, the ump like pointed at him and really, sent the dude co- home. really controversial. I remember that call. I thought it was kind of a chintzy balk call. Yeah. Honestly, he was like new sign, and he's like, ah, you, you, yeah. "You cheated." But I'm with I'm with Tony on this. I think it's on the lower end. And we're talking all of MLB, right? Since 1920. Since yeah. 1920. What are our options again? Between 1 and 10, is it between 11 to 20 or between 21 to 30? Walk-off walk box. I'm 1 and 10. Yeah, walk-off box over a 100-year span. I, I'm i with Tony. I think it's on the low end because it's very rare. We just happened to see one pretty recently. Yeah. I'm with Tony. Let's go between 1 and 10. So since 1920, according to stats, there have been roughly... Twenty-three Whoa. walk-off box in MLB history. Wow, which is as rare as it is. It does seem like quite a lot. To yeah, be honest with you. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, but yeah, twenty-three. The one from last year was the twenty-third one. So I mean, before Man. that. But you got to imagine how many games are played throughout the year by That's all those true. teams for over a hundred years. That still makes it insanely rare. I know. All right, still plenty of wiggle room, fellas. All right, all right. general not. <laughs> general knowledge. Oh my gosh, you're going to love this one. Okay. okay. Stick with me on this, fellas, okay? Oh no. Hexacozy oi hexi conta hexiphobia. <laughs> Let me repeat that. Hexacozy oi hexi conta hexiphobia is the name for what phobia? Mind you, these are all real phobias. Okay. Is it 
somewhere in the world, there's a duck looking at you. <laughs> fear of the number 666 or fear that someone put a curse on you. <laughs> so I heard at least a couple hexes in there. Right. So I want to lean toward the 666, but that curse one, I Is... see that the hex in there too. That's pretty funny. Were there, okay, read the read the phobia again. Hexa cozy oi hexy conta hexaphobia. Okay, so there's three hexas in there, and hexa is like a hexagon, which would be six sides, correct? Yes. Yes. I think because there's three hexas in there, it's going to be the fear of the number 666, although using hex as like a curse is hilarious. Right. And I know I actually know somebody who has the fear of the duck looking at them at all times. Are you serious? It's hilarious. <laughs> they are they're one of my favorite people because I just send them quack text messages every once in a while. They hate the Mighty Ducks movies, which <laughs> is hilarious. Oh man. Uh, I think Tony and I are in agreement. We're gonna go with the fear of six six six. Final answer. Yes. It is yeah. the fear of six six six. Yes. Uh <laughs> God, the the fear of a duck looking at you is Fantastic. It's hilarious. So amazing. All right. Way to bounce back, fellas. Nice job. Geography is the third category. Manhattan has roughly how many zip codes? Is it 40, 110, or 200? Holy cow. I am not up on my East Coast geography. We're talking Manhattan, New York, right? Correct. Not Manhattan, Kansas? Yes, that is correct. <laughs> okay, because I think they have three. Uh, <laughs> and they just got the third one recently. Right, yeah, it's, it's, it's brand nice. new. Um, Next to the new barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> what were the three numbers again? 40 zip codes, 110 zip codes, or 200 zip codes? I mean, you're probably talking a couple million people already living in, in just Manhattan. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people there. Yeah. I think we can... I'm st- almost thinking 200, maybe. Maybe on the high end. Divide up a lot of people. Yeah. Oof. I, I think it's more than 40, so I, I, I'm with you that I think it's one of the higher numbers. Man, 200 is... Right. So, man, Manhattan's so big, though. Is Manhattan one of the boroughs, or is Manhattan get divided up into the boroughs? I can't remember. I thought it was divided up. So like, Between, Manha- like Manhattan, the Bronx. Okay, so Manhattan that? is one of the boroughs. So yeah. like the Bronx and Queens and all that are not. Okay, correct. Yeah. Uh, Tony, I, I hate to go against you, but I'm feeling like the middle, 110, right? Is that what you said? That's correct. Yeah, that, that sounds reasonable too. I just think it, it is more than probably 40. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it's more than 40. I'm I, Tony, if you're okay with it, I'm going to lean on 110. I'm good with that. All right, let's go 110, final answer. Okay, so here's the interesting thing. There are 40 skyscrapers who have their own zip codes. So the skyscrapers alone have their own. Yeah, however, Tony's intuition was correct. Oh, it's 200. roughly 200 zip codes in Manhattan alone. I guess I forget about you have to include all the different businesses, not just like home numbers, but like business numbers and stuff too. Yeah, pretty crazy. Oh, wow. Wow. I think Manhattan is one of the boroughs. That's too many people. That's just too many people. Right. 
Category four is ah food. Okay. What is said to be the world's first fruit? Is it the banana, the orange, or the apple? Ooh. Biblically, you would think the apple. Yeah. Yeah, a couple different routes there. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, that's kind of what came to mind, too. But I don't know historically what, what would be documented as, like, the first known fruit either. I don't think it would be the banana because I don't think those came around till kind of much, much later. Well, so I'm going between the orange or the apple. Yeah, and, and bananas are predominantly... I don't think you can find bananas in... in, in think you can only find them like parts of africa and then there's versions of them in like south asia but like the banana as we know it is mostly in like south america and in that area um yeah i think there's god there's tons of different citrus fruits though that probably came from the orange i am i'm kind of torn between the apple and the orange Mm. i i would almost think orange you know i I don't think this question's going to go the biblical route, so I'd take a take a, a risk. I'd I'd say orange. Yeah. Read the phrasing of the question again, just to be sure. Okay. It is. What is said to be the world's first fruit? Who's saying this? <laughs> <laughs> some guy. Humans. Named, some some guy named George. He's just like, yeah, man, apples. That's, that's it. Ted down in financing. <laughs> man, I... It's intense. Yeah, it is tense. I, you said, you said you're kind of leaning on the orange, right, Tony? Yeah. Yeah, let's go with, let's go with the orange. Final answer. A lot of people have always assumed the apple is right. the biblical fruit, but right. nowhere in it does it say apple. It just says the forbidden fruit. Oh, that's interesting, yeah. So it's believed oh. that the origins of this fruit go back 10,000 years. Holy cow. The banana Whoa. is said to be the world's first fruit. Huh. It's strangely, it's wow. yellow fruit, so it's classified as a berry. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, it's uh, today's bananas. Today's bananas began to be developed uh, roughly around 650 AD in Africa. Interesting. But yeah, the banana right. is uh, origin said to go back 10,000 years. And I have three of them that are brown sitting in the back of my freezer for one day when I'll make banana bread. <laughs> Sadly. Oh, well, well, we're still spinning for, uh, for kudos points here. I swear I'm going to make that banana bread one day. Do it. All right. The last category, uh, we're staying on the topic of food. All right. Rice Krispies once had a fourth elf to go with Snap, Crackle, and Pop. What was the name of the crispy elf? Goop Goop. Goop Goop. <laughs> it was Goop Goop. It was Goop Goop. <laughs> Why wouldn't they want to keep that? Right. Weird. Was the name of it Zap, Pow, or Crink? Crink? That's a weird word. Snap, crackle, pop, crink. Snap, crackle, pop, zap, zap. Or snap, crackle, pop, pow. Snap, crackle, pop, pow. Pow rolls off the tongue a little easier. Yeah. I mean, yeah, crink is a little odd. <laughs> that's that's really out there. Uh, Maybe I think, why they got rid of it. Right. I think uh, pow kind of rolls off the tongue a little better. I'm going to say pow, final answer. 
Well, well, I'll check with Tony. Make sure, <laughs> make sure Tony's good with it. Uh, yeah, yeah. I I think Pow sounds sounds better, yeah, better than Crank or, or Zap. Yeah, no kidding. Let's go with Pow. Snap, crackle, pop, Pow. Yeah. You got it. Yeah, Yay. it is Powell. So All you right. got two today, so you salvaged the two points, sadly. <laughs> just couldn't get the third one. But, Tony, you did a great job, man. Uh, technically, if uh, Meatball would have stuck with you on that first one, yep. you would have gotten I it. Should have, I should have listened to you, Tony. Hey. That was my fault. All good, Tony, because you We were got, close. Yeah, yes. exactly. You got the Sweetwater's Donuts, bro, so we're going to hook you up with that uh, sugar rush for the morning. So congratulations. Thanks for hanging out with us, dude. Awesome. Thank you so much, guys. Kalamazoo's Rock Station 1077 RKR Rock and Morning Show with me, Paul. And Mark Frankhouse. We got a cool event coming up March 4th, and every day we get closer to it. I'm very, very excited for this, my guy. Yeah, we're almost uh, three weeks officially away from it. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Why not Kalamazoo? It's the first time in like three years we've done this. Mm -hmm. A little bit different this year. Uh, $50 is how much the ticket costs, but you do not have to purchase sampling tickets. That gets you three hours of unlimited sampling. And it's going to be, uh, yeah, it's it's at the Fetzer Center this year. So it's the mm -hmm. first time we've done it here, but it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, we also have vendor booths available. Three different options. If you are a vendor and you'd like to have a booth and be featured at Why Not, uh, this place is going to be packed full of people. So great way to expose your business to a bunch of sweet people. And then on top of that, we're also looking for volunteers. So if you want to sample for free, hang out, do some pouring, do some volunteer for a couple hours, you also get in and, uh, yeah, a little sip of the bubbly. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a fun night. Again, the, the big difference this time, because it's been a few years since we've done this. This will be my first time doing it. Uh, but I know a lot of people, you mentioned it to them around the community. They're just, they're very excited for this to happen again. Yeah. Um, but again, that big difference is in the past, you would get your ticket to get in and then you would pay four tickets for individual tickets to take to the different booths and turn them in for, for wine tastings. Yeah. This is one ticket in the door. Try all the wine. Try all the wine. Yep. Um, so the, I, I think that's definitely an improvement. <laughs> You know, much fewer steps. And let me tell you, the more you drink, the fewer steps you really want in any process. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the cool thing is, too, if you plan on having some fun and indulging, we have mm -hmm. designated driver tickets for $10. Yep. So you don't even have to worry about how you're going to get home. DD tickets are $10. bucks. are going to be available if you've got a ticket in to Why Not. It's, it's going to be available for you. So yeah. we're getting you home safe and we're protecting the people around you as well getting home. And it's, you know, today's Valentine's Day. Um, you know, this is obviously going to be after Valentine's Day. Yeah. But, you know, something to look forward to. If, if, if say, like your significant other gets you a bottle of wine today and you're like, Ugh, oh, that's not that's. Well, then you can go to Wine Hunt and figure out which wine you want for next year. Yep. And you can use the code VDAY5. For $5 off. Yeah. So uh, the sale ends tomorrow at midnight. So, I mean, it's perfect time for Valentine's Day or Galentine's Day, like Meatball was saying. Mm. So, yeah, until tomorrow night, if you use the code VDAY5 at whynotkalamazoo.com, you're going to get $5 off your ticket. So I do love celebrating Galentine's Day, yes. let me tell you. Good time for all. Uh, why not Kalamazoo? You want to get the details? We've got it up on the Rocker app and at WRKR.com, how you can get your tickets and uh, how you can have a good time with us.
Elvis is Rock Station 1077 RKR Rocker Morning Show with me, Paul. And Mark Frankhouse. We got some good news yesterday, officially out of Marshall. The uh, Ford electric vehicle battery plant is going to be coming to Marshall, which means nice. there's going to be a whole bunch of new jobs out there. That's always good news. <laughs> yeah. uh, so the site known as the Marshall Mega Site, it's going to be on 2,000 acres of farmland right at the moment. Um, 12 mile road and 15 mile road outside of Marshall Township, uh, Township along the Kalamazoo River. There, nice. So it's going to be great. Um, partnering with a company called Contemporary Amperex Technology, they're going to be building uh, essentially the batteries that go into all of Ford's electric vehicles. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so fantastic. I'm interested to see how those end up working out. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, EV vehicles are, are I say EV vehicles. That's redundant. Because they're electric vehicles, so they're not electric vehicle vehicles. Right. <laughs> EVs. Yes. Uh, EVs are, are increasingly going up in numbers. Um, we saw the uh, the GM commercial with uh, Will Ferrell during the Super Bowl talking oh, about yeah. Chevy, <laughs> you know, with their electric vehicles. Um, they're clearly taking off, and it's cool that, um, you know, the Motor City... Uh, and, and and the state known for Ford and GM and all these vehicle manufacturers right. is bringing that work back to us, which is great, you know? Yeah, I'm all about it, man. Um, as time goes on, I'm like, man, I'm, I, I like my I like my car now, but I'm like, man, I need something with more mileage on it. Mm -hmm. Something that's a little bit. You know, I mean, not as grungy. Yeah, yeah. Gas is better now than yeah. it was, obviously, not too long ago. But it's still, I mean, if, if it's an expense that I can cut down on, 100% I'm on board with it. Right. You know? But that being said, I'm about to pay off my truck. Yeah. <laughs> it is not electric, and I think I'm going to ride it until it dies type of situation. Um but I, I do think that at least in some capacity, my next vehicle might be at least a, a mix. It might be a, a hybrid. Yeah, that's kind of where I was. That's what I was eyeballing, honestly. Yeah. There are some out there that get uh, some serious mileage, which I need because I drive a lot. So <laughs> I make fun of my brother so much because he has had Priuses since college. And I was like, oh, what color was the purse that came with your Prius? You know, and I joke with him about like the... The horn just going meet me like it yeah. just it sounds so stupid. And now, anytime we go on like a road trip back home, back to Kansas, like I'll drive to Ohio, <laughs> and then ah. we take his car to go anywhere, and we literally like. I think if I drove my truck, the last time I drove my truck back to Kansas, yeah, I think I had to fill up three, if not four times oh. on the way there. My brother once. Once, who's laughing now? Oh, he definitely is. He's saving far more money than I am. Of course, I'm not exactly known to be responsible with my money either. <laughs> um, we won't talk about how much money I've already racked up on Amazon this year. <laughs> Kalamazoo's Rock Station 107.7 RKR Rock and Morning Show with me, Paul. Hey, Mark Frankhouse. All right, the big debate continues over at. WRKR.com and on the Rocker app. Mark. Yeah. Are Lake Michigan and Lake Huron one body of water? Lake Michigan and Lake Huron. Uh-huh. Is it one big lake? Technically, yes. 
Um, Based I mean, on what technicality? Well, I mean, the Great Lakes are technically all one lake. Well, they were at one time. Yeah. Well, actually, no, they weren't. Lake Erie wasn't. So at one time, Lake Superior, Huron, and Michigan were all one lake called Lake Algonquin. Yeah. Or the Algonquin Lake or whatever you want to call it. But since then, the glaciers have all melted. All the water has flowed downstream, literally out into the ocean, into the rest of the country. And we are left now with the Great Lakes that we have today. Now, if you want to speak on kind of the, the the realistic separation between most of the lakes, there are real rivers and and tributaries connecting all of the different lakes. So, like, right. there's a river from Lake Superior to Lake Michigan. There's a, a river from Lake Huron to Lake Erie, and then all rivers flowing east, right? Right. Lake Michigan and Lake Huron are the only two Great Lakes that do not have any kind of like dividing body of water like that. Independent body of water. There's no river. It's just the Straits of Mackinac. Yeah, true. So it's still kind of open water, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. You can make a case for both, I guess. I'm going to go ahead and say, yes, they are. They are? Two different lakes. I would say so. Okay. Two different lakes. Yeah. Okay. There are people out there who say they are one. And I asked to those people, well, how do we have different oceans then? Because, I mean, those those are all just connected with open water. Like, it's not even a strait. It's just literally like... Very true. Now, there is that that place, I think, it's off the coast of Alaska. It's between, like, Alaska and Russia where the east, where the, the Atlantic and the Pacific meet. And it's literally like you can see it in the water, a divining line, you know? Yeah. You've seen that before, right? Yeah. You're, are you talking about the Bering Sea? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somewhere out there. There's a line literally, though, where you can see where the east and west meet because the, the color of the water changes. Like, they will not that mix. That makes sense. You know? Yeah. Yeah, the it's Bering It's crazy. Strait. It's very cool. Very weird. But, yeah, I... I can see where people would think it would be one body of water because of that. Because it's a very narrow yeah. strip of area where the water comes through. But here, this is maybe the biggest deciding thing. One, what would you call it if it was one lake? Would it be Lake Hurrigan? Or Lake Muron? That sounds too much like Moron. I don't want to do that one. <laughs> lake Moron. Lake Moron. I like that one. That, that fits. Um, you couldn't do that. Two, maybe the biggest indicator, though... There's an ecological separation, yeah. meaning that there are animals that live within Lake Michigan that do not exist in Lake Huron Correct. and vice versa. So there are two ecologically different lakes, which is funny to me because they are connected through those straits. Like there's nothing keeping fish from going between them. Yeah, exactly. But like somewhere down the line, someone's fish mom was like, don't cross the giant line in the sky, you know, through the Mackinac Bridge. Yep. <laughs> Like a, a Finding Nemo situation, they were like, "Don't go past the the, the whatever." That's funny. <laughs> so they just carried that down generation after generation, and now fish just don't cross the giant line in the sky, the People Bridge or whatever. So great! I, I'm just I'm I'm hung up on Lake Moron, man. I gotta be <laughs> honest with you. <laughs> I'm all about Lake Moron. <laughs> Because if you believe it's one lake, that's what you are. Double dose of Def Leppard, two for Tuesday on Kalamazoo's Rock Station 107.7 RKR. Rock and Morning Show with me, Paul. Yeah, Mark Frankhouse. So we've been covering the balloon or the the object, octagonal shaped object that was shot down over uh, Lake Huron on Sunday. 
widely believed to be a balloon. Yeah, that was kind of strange. I think I think most of them are going to end up being some form of a balloon, right? Not the first time a, an intercontinental balloon would have been shot down over Michigan. Really? Or at least taken down over Michigan. World War II. Japan was letting loose what they were calling, I believe they were Fugo? Fugo balloons. Okay. Essentially, they were 33-foot-wide hydrogen balloons they were attaching bombs and incendiary devices to them. Oh, that's nice. Launching them from Japan. They would go up into the jet stream, carried across the Pacific Ocean, and then just slowly drop incendiary devices across North America. Yikes. Um, they launched, this will tell you the success of them, though. They launched about 9,500 of them, and only 300 of them were ever identified or seen. And really only one of them caused any damage. It landed in Oregon. In okay. 1945, and actually killed six people, so it wasn't good. Oh. But in terms of 9,500 incendiary balloons sent up, only one really did anything. Right. Um, but That's... one of those balloons, one of the furthest east recorded balloons, fell here in Michigan. That's pretty crazy. So where where did this all go down at? This was Byron Township, or uh, Byron Township. This is um. Up a little further uh, into the state. Okay. Byron Township near the Kent and Allegan County lines. A An eight-year-old at the time. This is February 23rd, 1945. Eight-year-old named Buzz. He and his buddies saw this balloon coming out of the sky. And they were like, ooh, let's go catch it. So they did. Because it was just slowly falling to the ground. Had burn marks on it from where all the incendiary devices on it had ignited and blown up. Yikes. But this is a bunch of eight-year-old kids walking up on a balloon that has flown thousands, tens of thousands of miles from Japan to yeah. Michigan, landed on the ground, and they were like, well, finders keepers, we're keeping <laughs> it. So they balled it up and took it to their home. The next day, the government came and knocked on the door and said, um, We're going to need that yeah, from you. We, we need that balloon that came all the way from Japan with a bomb on it. Bomb was not attached to it, by the way. Anymore. Well, thank God for that. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. This, I mean, this was 1945. This was, uh, let's see, February. So, I think we dropped the bombs on, like, Nagasaki and them in, in August yeah. of that year. So, this was not too long before that. But, um, yeah. We've Man, apparently a- had, we've been balloon bombed in Michigan before. That would have been a surprise for those kids. Hey, hey, cool, a balloon. FBI shows up. We're going to need that balloon. Yeah, we're going to need that balloon. Why? It's a balloon. It's just a balloon. Finders keepers, sir. <laughs> Finders keepers had more more relevance back in the day than it does. Kalamazoo's Rock Station 1077 RKR Rocker Morning Show with me, Paul. And Mark Frankhouse. All right, tonight is the night that I've been looking forward to for a long time. We haven't really brought it up yet this right. morning, but uh, Papa Roach falling in reverse going to be out at Wings Event Center. Yeah, we gave away tickets to that last week. That's mm-hmm. going to be a really cool show, man. I'm surprised. Papa Roach, man, they're still going strong. Really cool that they're coming through Kalamazoo, though. They put out one of the best albums I think they've done in their entire career. In fact, it was on uh, one of my, like, the Spotify recap list that you do every year. Yeah. It was my number one played album from 2022. That's awesome. Um, I, I love seeing Papa Roach live. It's an incredible show. Fong and Verse is a, I mean, they're blowing up right now. Yeah. Ronnie Radke's a, a questionable dude, but... <laughs> Uh, he's 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 chaotic good, I think is the yeah. best way to put it. <laughs> that's a that's a fair assessment. Yeah. 
Um, but that's going to be a lot of fun, man. I'm really looking forward to this show. I've never seen a full, real set from Falling in Reverse, only ever like a short festival set like a, from them. Yeah, I was going to say like from a festival yeah, or something. It was like maybe five or six songs, you know, so nice. get to see the full thing tonight. Papa Roach, always a good time. For sure. Uh, Jacoby's just a standout dude, man. Um, but there are, uh, just I think there's still a handful of tickets to that show tonight if people right. want to go. And I think it's, you know, a great idea for Valentine's Day, you know? Take your Valentine to the to the concert tonight. Right. Um, now, that being said, I probably, if I had a significant other, I don't know if I would take them because Jacoby and Ronnie are both pretty good looking dudes. Dream boats, some yeah. would say. Yeah. So. Um, and, and chances are, if I if I did have a significant other, they'd be, you know, an old emo like me. Never a phase. Right. You know, and, and they remember what Ronnie looked like before all the face tattoos and the blackout tattoos and Very before true. he went to prison and... <laughs> all that good yep. stuff, so they can see past all that. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh! I'm really stoked for the show tonight. It's going to be. I think this is my first show for 2023. I'm taking. Uh, well, you're you're figuring out what your plans are for yeah, tonight. Yeah, yeah. I got to figure it all out tonight. But um, I'll tell you, if people want to buy you a beer, where can they find you? Uh, I'm going to be <laughs> at the Papa Roach show. <laughs> so go and buy Meatball a beer. Yeah, I'm down with that. Um, I'm taking a, a friend of mine from around town here. Uh, she and I have been going to like all the food fests and stuff. Sweet. Which is why mm, uh, I have not lost any weight lately. But I've been healthy. I've been good. good. I've just been eating a lot more than I probably should. Um, and then Jacob, our, our uh, digital managing editor, is going to come with us. And Jacob hasn't been to a lot of concerts in the last few uh, years. Yeah, he's so sheltered. This is going to be the year of the concert for him because Beautiful. already I have like five in line for him to go to. Love it. He's a big metalhead like us too. So, <laughs> Well, come through. If you're going to Papa Roach tonight, come say what's up. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm I'm not hard to miss. Trust me. You, you really can't miss a dude named Meatball. 